morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Midday Grind, 590 The Fan, coming to you live from the Kirkwood Studios. Martin Kilcoin, Chuck Marlowe, we've got Jimmy Hewer in the house, Brian Hoffman, going till 1 o'clock. Everybody's in great spirits, got a Blues team. I heard at the NHL headquarters, Chuck, they're looking at the cup and seeing what kind of names could... No, 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 don't talk about it, I'm just kidding, kid, it's way too early. But if you're a hockey fan right now, can you even wait for the playoffs? Like, don't you want the playoffs to start tomorrow? Absolutely. Especially the way they're playing. Because who the hell knows what will happen over the next four weeks. And as a tortured Blues fan base, they've got to be a little nervous. Like, it's too good right now. It's too good to be true. I was just going to say tortured fan base. So I think when you say hockey fan, that's different than Blues fan. Where I'm sure they're just like, when will this end and how will it end in some tragic... <sighs> travesty that we'll talk about for the next generation but me I'm telling you I have a great feeling about this team I'm not saying they're going to win the cup I just have a great feeling about this squad and how could you not right now I guess the one thing is you just know it's not sustainable even the president of hockey operations Doug Armstrong said that yesterday the run they're on right now is not sustainable but it's been fun to watch 15-2-1 for Jordan Bennington 7-0 at home Five shutouts, so 15 wins, some quick Whitmer math. Is it Whitmer? Whitmer, baby. 15 wins, five shutouts. Every third game that he wins, he pitches a shutout. Is that good? Every third game. Is that good? We can ask Strick. He's a hockey guy. I think We're not hockey guys. I think that's pretty good. But I also <laughs> checked. I was checking the shutouts. I believe his first shutout was around January 7th, and then he went – about a month. Now, they had that break and all that all-star game. They were off for like four weeks. Correct. Yeah. But then since he's been back, he has something like four shutouts in the last three weeks or so, which is ridiculous. And during the break, the extended break, players were able to go to Mexico and Tahiti, and the Stricklands went to like Sioux Falls, South Dakota for a good uh, midget midgets, game. Midgets game. Junior A. Four shutouts in his last nine games played. Tampa, Arizona, Minnesota, and Nashville. Also exciting news. Matt Weeters. He's no Brian McCann. Don't sell it short. No, I'm not selling it short. I'm saying seriously, I think the Cardinals have tried for a while. <laughs> I was. It's not on par with what the Blues are doing, but I actually like the fact that they're looking at Yachty's backup position and saying maybe even, not that it shouldn't be a throwaway position, but maybe even that bat could have some value every once in a while because the backup to Yachty for a while now has been somebody who really just doesn't hit at all. Why so do you that, hate Einar Diaz? How many of these randoms could you name <laughs> that backed up Yachty? Oh, we bad. love Jason LaRue. Gary, Tony Cruz. Gary Bennett. Tony Cruz. Now, Gary Bennett, was was he a Yachty back? I guess he was probably a Yachty yeah. backup. Yeah, the best ever. Point. Gerald Laird? Gerald you Laird. You talking about Gerald Laird? Laird. Uh, and then the guy who did Brian Pena. 
Mm-hmm. Gerald Laird, Brian Pena, Francisco Pena, Tony <clears throat> Cruz, Gary Bennett, Jason LaRue. Who are we forgetting? Brian? Yeah, it was 05, I remember. Reiner Diaz. Brian Pena was the greatest media soundbite player in the history of sports for a guy that actually never really played. You he know was, what I'm saying? Was he even on the team? I think he was hurt the whole year. Didn't he show up? Again, all due respect. All Didn't due he show respect. up really out of shape and even admit that? Didn't they send him back for conditioning or something like that? He was 2 for 13 with uh, two strikeouts in 2016 as a member of the Cardinals. Having said that, one of those two hits was a double. Yeah. I think he's so a, a lot of power. I think he's one of those guys who was, it was good ratio. How about that? Half his hits for extra base hits. Hold on. I think he's Check one of those it. guys, it's hard to tell whether he's in shape or out of shape. I don't think that was, like, he wasn't known for that. Okay, so. but hold on. I'm pretty sure, and again, as somebody who's been out of shape before, before. and I love Brian Payne. Yeah. Okay, maybe before. now. He I was, knew that was coming to He you. was I out of shape. The minute Chuck said that, Martin would say, what do you mean before? Hold on a second. Yes. Please look up his numbers. I'm pretty sure he had a couple good offensive seasons right before coming over. I could be wrong there. Uh, okay, this is from Derek Gould's chat from 2016. The headline is, are the Cardinals frustrated with uh, with Pena? But has there been any frustration between Pena and the Cardinals about his rehab? At one point, Derek chimes in, the Cardinals want to see Pena get in medical, better physical shape. I wasn't so making mental, this up. So mentally, he's fine. Yes. What else is I mean... We'd like to see you get in better shape. How do you mean that? Well, physically. I'm well, in a great emotional state right now. Mentally, so I don't know what you're I'm fantastic. About. Hey, Marcel, how you doing? Emotionally, I'm great. Yeah, we're a little worried about the physical uh, part. Mo did kind of take some ire with Frank mentioning what he believed to be was an out of shape. I missed Marcel. it. So I was a poet. He did. Oh, really? But Mo's like, I don't know where you got the, the out of physical shape part. And afterwards, we're like, well, he looked at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good comeback. <laughs> He just—he has a nice little boiler. Let's be honest. And maybe it doesn't help that you know among the outfielders, there's Dexter Fowler who's in good shape, Tyler O'Neill who's very muscular, Jose Martinez who looks to be in good shape, Slater who's in guy. really good shape, and then there's Ozuna who looks like if I were in a Cardinal uniform. Which is surprising because Mo, Mo in the last couple of years hasn't backed away from critique of people, right? No, I mean, he especially is, Cecil. Yeah, Brett. Ce- Although Brett Cecil, Chuck's guy, forty-two pounds. Well, I can't believe. Did they give him Scott Rowland's number? I just thought about that. Unbelievable! Wow. Just thought about that. <laughs> Former All Star, by the way, Brett Cecil. Go ahead. This is Martin's bailiwick now. Being Did... bothered by uniforms. I wasn't that bothered about. <laughs> they the gave Bill away Zotto Brian thing. Pena's number right after he left. <laughs> But what did Mo say about Brett Cecil today? He said he's a whole new person. He's a whole new But it's person. never player. It's always person, person with Cecil for some reason. Correct. He's not the person we thought and we so, And so if he has a terrible season, Mo will say, I never said he was a better player. I just said he's a different person. It's good semantics. I also don't think we can judge based on body type. Again, and I bring this up several times, we have talked about this, Lance Lynn was good fat. And when he was skinny, it didn't work even though for that whole spring training, we all said it did work. Now, Marcelo Zuna is a very healthy guy, right? He's got, an, again, got a strong frame and a little boiler there. Maybe, maybe that helps maybe him. Maybe can throw a baseball. We're maybe that sure. helps him in terms of durability throughout the season. Brett Cecil, I hope he's great. Did he lose too much weight? I think that's a fair question. Didn't Yachty lose too much weight one offseason, too? Came but it's always worked for too... him, though. Okay. I feel like it always works for Yachty. Am I wrong on that? Who's the best example? I, I'm blanking. In recent years, somebody got skinny. Like, wow, look at him. Look at, him. and then all of a sudden, we're like, is he any? 
I wonder if Jerko was better when he was a little heavier. Well, Matt too. Adams, I think, was that way too. People were curious if maybe too much weight loss for Matt Adams one off season. I think he got better though. Did, okay, don't you think? Yeah. Pilates for pros, but Weeders is interesting because of the background. Being a regular, I guess he would accept the fact that you're not going to play if you come here. You're basically not playing, but at least you've got a little better in depth, and you don't pinch hit your catch your backup catcher. You can't because they don't have a backup catcher. But when they did go to a Pena, God bless them. Love Francisco Pena. <laughs> but Lo- loved all these guys that they brought through here. What but, number is he? But they have never been threats at the plate. It's been a long time since they had a legit backup. Also, uh, Rick Ankeel, I think Chuck and I were talking off air about it. Wasn't he going to make a return? It wasn't going to be with the Cardinals. And this spring, nothing has been mentioned. That's Derek, a good point. Yeah. And Derek Gould just had it today that Ankeel actually had – elbow surgery in October so he won't start his comeback attempt until June. He had the Seth Manis surgery. He called it Seth Manis so it wasn't quite Tommy John. It's certainly setting back the comeback attempt I would say. I would say stay retired. Yeah. Continue doing what you're doing. Because at the time I was like hey I'd rather have eight kill in the game than Brett Cecil. No offense to Chuck's guy. Even now he's like just throw eight kill out there see what he can do. But if you are trying to come back, that doesn't help. Maybe it was just a cleanup, Hoff, as Dr. Rick was. Just a cleanup. And he, Seth Manis didn't exactly recover great from oh, Seth Manis' surgery. I know Tommy John's <laughs> surgery has had pretty good results going back, uh, what, 40 years or so. Hey, what'd you have? I had the uh, Manis surgery. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That hasn't really caught on quite as much as uh, Tommy John. I love the Ankeel story. I hope it happens. But it sounds like it's on pause. Is that fair? On pause. And the Michaelis deal sort of went down while we were on the air yesterday. Four years, $68 million. And I think the answer typically when it comes to dollars that are spent by a team, we don't care. It's their money, right? But you do care in the future when they say, well, we got a lot of money locked up. So it's, it does matter, especially for a team that's sort of married to a payroll number. It does matter. Do you think they will regret it in a couple of years paying this guy $17 million, which is a bargain if somebody is a – Legit top of the rotation pitcher, but what if they got a little too quick on the trigger here? I would be a hypocrite if I said I love this deal because in the last week or so, when debating Cardinal fans that wanted Dallas Keuchel, I've said the whole time, look, Dallas Keuchel would be great for 2019, maybe even 2020. But the question is, do you want to pay that type of money, which ends up being about what Miles Michaelis got, I think, for ages 31 through 34, and I think there's some data on guys like that where, look, maybe maybe the last couple of years of that deal aren't going to look too great. I think Miles Michaelis should be good this year and the next year and the year after that. We're talking a guy who's, what, this is his age 30, 30 right now. season coming up. So 30, 31, 32, are you really worried about that? But 33, 34, I think you could look at that deal and, and not love it. So I know that's a bad answer right there. But uh, look— you it need certainty. Like they, paid, they paid top dollar, it sounds like. Okay. But you also need some certainty in terms of innings with, look, we've known for years they're not bringing Michael Walker back. He was the only young pitcher they didn't try to lock up for one of those early deals to buy out the arbitration years and maybe some free agent years. Adam Wainwright, we shall see. But right now you have, moving forward past 2019, you now have Michaelis Flaherty. There's your two, I would say, certainties. Probably and you a have Hudson. a lot of... But you have a lot of question marks with Carlos Martinez and Alex Reyes. So I do think they needed a guy to say, 
okay, we have him for the next couple of years. But are you going to regret the final year, 2023? I think there's a decent chance of that. And one season is not a small sample size, but I keep going back to it is just one season. I mean, the guy was really good, but it's that's a lot of money for one season to say, you know what, you're a $17 million a year pitcher. I guarantee they crunched the data. They've got their analytics. They've looked at his throwing mechanics, and they've decided this guy is going to hold up. He's going to be fine. And I don't think it's a terrible deal. It just seems like a lot of money for a guy who had one good season, really good Was it season. 16, 17 for Mike Leak for five? Wasn't it a similar situation? And yeah. I believe he was younger, too, because Mike Leak hit free agency right. pretty early. Uh, I, I hope he's not Mike Leak, but the reality is there's not much there. And I I wasn't a Mike Leak fan to begin with, so... I guess and if they you gave if him you Troy Glaus's number, they gave him number unbelievable. eight. Unbelievable! Remember that? <laughs> yeah. But look, if you compare the two, just physically, I would much rather devote that yes. money and that term to a six-five, two hundred and twenty-five-pound workout beast who goes out there and efficiently gives you seven innings. It seems like every single time out there, and he's not a huge strikeout guy. He goes out there and just eats up innings. It's much harder. I mean, Mike Leak. Is a wispy what? Is he 5'11", yeah, 6 feet tall, a buck that 70? No. Yeah. That's a tougher check to write for a guy like that. You at least look at Miles Michaelis and you think, physically, he's probably going to be pretty durable. You would think so. The past deals they've handed out, which is the spring tradition, I, I, it must be that Mo and DeWitt get together and they go over, where's the place you guys all like? Jumby Bay Jumby or Bay. whatever. Mahi Trio Salad. Or maybe J.J. Muggs and they sit down and, and, and Bill and Mo like, all right, we've saved a lot of money. We didn't get Hayward. We didn't get Price. We're not getting Harper. Like, get Harper. They, they must, get Harper. <laughs> they must crunch the spring numbers and say, dodged a bullet again. Boy, that offer we made, finished third, runner-up. So we didn't spend $200 million. The year they missed out on Albert, they immediately locked up Yachty, and they probably said, all right, we've got some money to spend. The next year they locked up Wainwright. Then it was Matt Carpenter. Then it was Colton Wall. Alan Craig in there somewhere? Oh, that's a good call. Oh, yeah. What year was that deal? He went south in what, 14? After the World Series, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if he was a spring deal or not, but these all those ones I mentioned were all announced in March in Jupiter. So it is a tradition. Did I mention a, a deal that you regret? The Yachty deal, 2012, money well spent. Wayno at that point, money well spent. But the end of the deal, the I do deal. think it's fair to compare that and say, look, there's probably going to be some injuries. There's probably going to be some underperformance at the end of that deal, and maybe the same with Miles Michaelis. I think that's fair to point out. Carpenter, you got good value out of that contract. Wong, I think, again, what are you paying him? Five or six million on average. That's not a ton of money these days for a starting second baseman. DeYoung, early in that deal, but starting shortstop again, not paying him a ton. So on the whole, these deals have worked out. Piscotti, you're also There's able another, to, oh, yeah, to move yeah. that. That was right to at the, the opening of the season, it right, was, in I 17. So. You're yeah. right. I think sometimes, too, we read too much into these deals. Like over the weekend with Jose Martinez, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. We love Jose Martinez, and it's great that he got some money to help out his family. But also, he was already under control. Nothing changed. They just gave him some economic certainty and the Cardinals didn't have to worry about arbitration. So unless you're actually buying out a free agent year, nothing really changes. I just think some of these players now look at the free agent market and they go, man, I would like some financial stability earlier on. And the Cardinals want to map out their finances and say, okay, 
We'll lock you into your Arbeers. We know exactly what you're going to pay you. Don't, don't say Arbeers. No, but look, sometimes guys go crazy. <laughs> I know, and you I know, could have don't a, say Arbier. You're not an insider. I like say. it. I'm absolutely an insider. Arbiers. Arbiers. That's something Gersh and Moe have been saying, Arbiers. They should lock up Hicks from his Arbiers because he has pure velo. Correct. But that's, that's my point. We use big words on this show, like yesterday. Can we find, By the end of the day, can we find Moe upset about Ozuna's body critique? Because <laughs> I would like to hear that. This hour <laughs> brought to you by Appliance Discounters. they got some Arbiers over there. You talk. You can buy out those Arbeers with a great deal on a washer, a dryer, refrigerator, stove, microwave, whatever appliance you're in the market for. They've got the best prices on the biggest names out there. Electrolux, GE, Frigidaire, Samsung, all the big names, the lowest prices. It's a real simple formula. You don't need advanced analytics. You walk in there and say, hey, I want a good product. I want to pay the lowest price in town. That's what they do. That's why they started this company more than a decade ago. It's working. Got a warehouse downtown, so they buy items by the truckload, and then they pass the savings on to you. TheAppliancedisCounters.com is their website. TheAppliancedisCounters.com, and if you live in St. Charles, there's one out there. Baldwin, South County, Webster Grove, City of St. Louis, and in the Metro East. Charlie, you're wondering, what about over in the Metro? Fairview Heights, Illinois. Been there. Ribbon cutting. 10,000 square foot showroom. The Appliance Discounters is their website. Find them on the web for your next appliance purchase. We also missed yesterday. It was Jeff Fisher's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Jeff. All right. I know you, th- I know you think of him on July 9th yeah, or August 9th. 8th. Yeah. But he celebrated his birthday. And I told Charlie, if you watch on Twitter, Jeff Fisher, whose Twitter account wasn't active since about 2012, all of a sudden now, there's a little more activity every day. He had a birthday. Shout out to everyone for the birthday. Thank you to everybody in Nashville, all my friends. A couple of days earlier, it was a shout out to the Fox crew that was covering the Alliance of American Football. Lee called me, wished me a happy birthday. I talked with Roger. <laughs> and Charlie thinks this is him trying to get back in the game. 100%. Is he, is he just having fun maybe on Twitter? No. No? No. He's trying to get that one last Head coaching job. Is there any doubt? But what is that? Is the XFL, does that count? No. He's in the mix for an XFL no. gig. NFL, he's going up to Roger, and he says, Roger, look, dude, I know where all the bodies are buried. With this Rams thing, you're in court right now like eight different ways. We all know what we did with Michael Sam. We did that as a favor to you. I will write the tell-all book. I don't even like massages. Okay. You don't have to I don't worry even about like that with me. Massages at all. I don't like people touching me. I better get one more head coaching job or I'm writing the tell all. I'm sitting down with Oprah and I'm exposing the league. Well, now I don't want him to get a job. The Shield. I want the tell all. Uh, yeah, we don't want him to get a job. Yeah, I want the tell all. He'll still ball. do it afterwards. Oh, I, uh, I'm willing to sing, Roger, okay? Just so you know. Come on. So then Roger tells the team that he must hire him. Or Jeff Fisher disappears. Jeez, it's getting dark. Well, I mean. <laughs> I want him on the stand. I want this single yes. lawsuit to advance and him to say, well, uh, you know, Stan and I are cool, but, you know, Kevin, he's a piece of crap. I mean, I, that's what I want him <laughs> I want to hear, not that he would say that, but I would love to hear him say something along those lines. And you know he does that. That's why we need to find Jeff Fisher's hunting buddy, in Wyoming or Dakotas, <laughs> or, wherever he's at. Or at the grocery store. Grocery store, <laughs> schnooks. We need to find the dude. They sit down. 
They crush a bunch of beers. Yeah. They go fly fishing. They hunt leopard or whatever they're doing up there. Hunt and leopard. And you, leopard. you record whatever he's, he's doing. No, he's doing big time like is elk he, and caribou. Game? Well, but leopards is different. Yeah. Hey, all I'm saying is this dude is hunting some, some crazy stuff up there. Yeah. And somebody needs to record it. We're uh, going to go to Happy Yard in Billings and... There's some uh, real attractive gals. Oh, is we'll, that just, where we'll, we'll hunt some leopards. Billings, Montana? Where's... I brought mama. <laughs> I brought mama. <laughs> this is getting really insider. Wow. Uh, I like <laughs> In fact, I saw the picture, and I liked the picture on there because I like Beautiful family. I like fish. Can, okay, the story is go to Masula, Montana, and have a moose drool. Story. Big Sky Brewing story. Company. No, look. Jeff Fisher has a beautiful family, beautiful kids, and one time he brought his ex-wife, to the taping of of his show. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. Correct. And he introduced me to the woman. He said, that's uh, my ex-wife. And I said, oh. And he said, we like to bring Mama to the show sometimes. I brought Mama. Yeah, and I just started laughing. I thought, that's oh a great. God. But they have a great, great relationship. Yep. And look, that's great for the kids. Divorce happens. Stay friends, everybody. If there's got, any advice for you out there. I wish you would do the show. Stay together. Stay friends. He's buddies the with those Barstool guys now, right? Yes, PFT yeah, and uh, Big Cat. Get him on the show. Uh, Fast Eddie's doors open at one o'clock. You know what? This Saturday, Charlie, you're, are you babysitting this weekend? I'm watching my child. Well, let's you and I will go to Fast Eddie's. We'll leave her in the car because you got to be 21. <laughs> Sounds safe. We it's go cold. She'll be fine. It won't be too hot. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It's Mardi Gras. You and I will spend it at Fast Eddie's. Stop by. Do the full strawberry. I'm telling you, Eddie's thinking about putting that on the wall up there. Do the full strawberry. That's when you walk in. Order the half-pound Fat Eddie burger. Start with some peel-and-eat shrimp. You're hanging out. You're having fun with a big group of friends. And you go back, and you say, I'm going to do the uh, do the Big Elwood. A little uh, marinade steak on a stick, hot chick on a stick. All of a sudden, you've done the full menu. That's the full Stravenger. Check them out. Doors open at 1. If you haven't been in a while, get back to the tradition in Alton, Illinois. Fast Eddie's Bonaire, the quarter of 4th and Broadway. You take the Clark Bridge, turn right, and you are there. If you haven't been, like I said, bring the whole gang. You can have a birthday party. Charlie's dad turning 70. Your kid's turning 21. Somebody in the office is turning 30. Doesn't matter. Huge group. They can accommodate you. Buses pull up on the weekend. Bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. They're ready for you at Fast Eddie's where the fun is always on tap. Seven days a week, the doors are open. How about this? Because we're bad at short-term planning, long-term planning. Carson's 21st at Fast Eddie's. Oh, yeah. Book it. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Fast Eddie's, Bon Air. Stop. Ask for the full Stravager and just see how confused they get. All right? We'll come back. We're going to talk hockey with Strick. He is live from the rink here. Our Wednesdays with Strick on tap.